All right, I'm back in the truck. Uh, this is uh, Biscuits Buttered with Victoria Vandenberg. I'm back in the truck. Uh, I tried to record a podcast on the, my actual good mic that I have on my computer at home. Uh, and, of course, uh, for some reason it wouldn't load up. So it's just, you know, I, I don't know I don't know why when I record on that mic, for some reason, I, I guess the app I'm recording on just isn't doing it. I, I don't know why. I'm going to have to figure that out. But So we're having to re-record a podcast about our Indianapolis trip uh, yesterday and uh, try to catch up on our podcasting uh, for the week because uh, uh, I was supposed to record one last week and I promised you I'd do one at home. Well, I did do one at home, but it won't load on uh, the website. So, uh, not good. Not good. So, I'm here at work. Uh, it's overcast. It's starting to rain, uh, which is wonderful because I'm tired of the heat. I'm tired of the sun. I'm tired of skin cancer. I'm tired of all the things that come with being in the South. Uh, can't wait to move to the Midwest. This episode, I'm titling Metropolis because I went to Indianapolis and it might be the greatest city ever. I, I think it's the greatest city to ever exist. Um, it, it, you know, it's a great city. You got to drink it in. It was named after, uh, I think, killing Indians. I think they just went and killed a bunch of Indians and took over the land. And they were just like, this is Indianapolis. It's a big, huge city where we killed some fucking Indians and it's been cursed ever since and that's why it's so rough, rugged and sleepy and uh, depressed. It's a very depressing town, okay? I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you, okay? So me and Bert's Chili, last week, we decided, okay, I got to be up in... You know, the the transfer came through. It was approved. I'm going to Indianapolis. Uh, now i got to actually find a place in Indianapolis. And the whole time I was, like, worried, like, Jesus, do I even have the money to get into a house? Do I have the money to do this? You know, did I fuck up? You know? So we get up there first day looking at houses, and I'm like, fuck. I've made a huge huge mistake what the fuck have i done this city sucks first day i'm like this city fucking sucks it's it's dingy it's rough bunch of like bad neighborhoods and rough houses and just like you know there's a liquor store on every single goddamn corner i mean every corner there's a liquor store and i'm like man this is kind of like this is the way I thought Gary, Indiana would be. And they're saying Gary, Indiana's worse than this. I mean, it, it's fucking rough. And um, so, um, you know, I go around, you know, I, I, I call this realtor. And I'm like, fuck, man, I can't believe I'm having like, because, you know, this is a decision that I've made. And by the rules of where I work, I'm literally going to be in this place at least two years because uh, that's the rules they have for transferring. So I'm like, fuck, I'm kind of stuck here, you know? And uh, so I was like, I might as well try to buy a house. So we, we call a realtor. The realtor comes over. Uh, and I found this house in this nice little neighborhood. It's got a real great price on it. And I'm like, fuck yeah. You know, of course, the pictures on the internet looked great. We get to the house. And it's kind of like, 
you know, it's a diverse neighborhood. Latinos, white people, everybody under the sun. I'm like, yeah, this is great, you know. And, like, there's a lot of, like, Mexican restaurants and Mexican groceries near. And I'm like, yeah, I can I can get used to this, you know. So, and Raul will love it, right? And I'm like, this is the perfect place. Well, we get up to the door, and the door's got this letter talking about squatters and how they need to be removed. And we're like, what the fuck, man? So apparently some squatters had to be removed from this house and they broke in and they fucking tore up the house. You know, the whole house smelled like weed. The whole house smelled like poop and cat piss and everything else. And we're walking around. I'm like, fuck, man, it looks so nice online. And now it's like they, they fucked it all up. And, you know, the fucking realtor comes in and he's like, he pulls out a fucking gun. And we're like, whoa, dude, you just went fucking training day. You just went fucking dirty hairy on us. And he's like, oh, uh, my gun didn't offend you, did it? I'm like, fuck no, I'm from Alabama. It's like, shit, we love guns. And so, you know, we're walking around the house and, you know, seeing if there's any squatters in here. And, um, you know, so basically, you know, I... I'm, I don't know. I'm from Alabama. I'm not really, and this is not because I'm brave. I'm just retarded. I'm not really afraid of much. You know, like there's only a few, I'm afraid of flying. I'm afraid of heights, even though I still fly and I still go to high places like mountains. Uh, but there's not much I'm afraid of, right? Um, some bugs. I don't like bugs. Everything else I'm pretty cool with, right? So I don't really think about danger pretty much. So, you know, this guy thinks I'm crazy because I'm just like walking into the basement, you know, and like, ah, if somebody's down here, I'll just, you know, I'll fucking roughhouse them. I'll manhandle them. They'll find out Victoria Vandenberg has a Lucha Libre past and she will fucking slam them through the goddamn wall. Um, so, you know, we go through this house and I'm like, well, damn, this shit's house. And he's like, dude, this house couldn't even get approved on a conventional loan i'm like fuck man so i'm just i've wasted all my goddamn time with this house and you know he sees that burt's chili's got a typo negative shirt on he's like oh man i fucking seen typo negative man fuck yeah typo negative man seen him at the fucking warp tour with corn and limp biscuit and uh, you know, we're just sitting there like, fuck, does everybody like metal up here? Metal and goth music? Because everywhere we went, everywhere we went, people were like commenting on uh, Burt's shirts because he was wearing like a different like metal or goth band shirt every day. And everywhere we went, they're like, fuck yeah. And I even looked it up. They have like metal bars and they have two like goth bars in Indianapolis. And I'm like, that's the coolest thing ever that they have their own scene up here. Like, I thought goths had died out, you know. Uh, living in the South, you know, you used to see goths ever once in a blue moon. You know, it'd be like, it'd be like, you know, finding a four-leaf clover. You know, every once in a while you'd see one at a mall at a top, hot topic. But, you know, they didn't come out much. I guess, I guess they're just not, the South is not a place where goths thrive, you know. But the Midwest, in Indianapolis, goths are still thriving and alive and doing well and I'm glad to see it that it never died out it just kind of died out in my region because they all moved up north because they needed a more gloomy cold area to live and uh, I'm glad to see that um, everybody's doing good 
uh, up there with the with the golf scene. So you know, our realtor was fucking cool as fuck. You know, and he's really dedicated. You know, it, he was like, I, I want to get you into a house. You know, basically, and I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, let's do this, man. And so we went over after he pulled out the gun and put up his gun and apologized, which we told him. Don't ever apologize to us for pulling out a gun. I think it's... I actually respect you more for it. Um, we went and looked at this other house. And it was kind of in a... It was over on the west side of Indianapolis. It was kind of shady. It was a, kind of a shady neighborhood. I was like, I don't feel as comfortable with this one. And he's like, well, I'll tell you what we'll do. Let, let's go. And he was like, I don't even know if this one could get approved on a conventional one. I'm like, okay. Well, so we went over... We went over uh, to a local Mickey goddamn D's. I know that sounds wonderful. And this is like, you know, just another shady... Like, 90% of Indianapolis is just shady, run-down neighborhoods with liquor stores on every corner. Maybe, if you're lucky, a Burger King. Uh, you know, nail places. You know, it just... It's a beautiful city. Let's just say that. Um, so... Let's just say, first day I wasn't feeling it, because I, you know, we kept going from neighborhood to neighborhood, and it's like, fuck. So we went into this McD's, and we sat down, and we, you know, had a drink, and, um, you know, we just started, you know, I went through my list of houses, and I was like, I'll tell you what, there's a house over near the Irvington Historic District. It's not in Irvington, because uh, I can't afford Irvington. But it's Irvington adjacent. And I would like to look at this house, even though it's more money than I wanted to spend. So we went and looked at that house. They had just flipped it. They had it on the market for 140 I think. And then they had dropped it to 120 And, you know, new floors, new, new bathroom, new drywall, new paint. New I mean, everything was new on this house. They even, like, got down the basement, fixed up the basement, and, uh, like, painted the wall. I mean, really made it look nice. So, I don't even have to do anything other than just buy furniture, which, you know, I'm not going to have any... I'm not even... I'm literally going to be on an air mattress for, like, the first month because I don't even have any money for... for um, I don't even have any money to, like, buy furniture because I end up having to put down... $1,100 earnest money, which earnest money is this thing, you know, this is all new to me, um, where you put down money just to prove that you have enough money to buy the house. And then I had to pay for an appraisal. And then, um, you know, we did all the paperwork. And then I had to take the rest of the money out of my retirement to close. Well, we, we actually talked the... Uh, owners of the home and to kick in 3000 towards the closing costs. So I'm going to get it, get a little bit of money off of it. And I took all this money out. So I'm supposed to get the check this week to be able to pay to close on the house. I'm hoping I can somehow magically close on the house before, um, before I actually have to go up there. Cause I don't want to live in a hotel for like two weeks. Um, I have a projected closing date and all that, but I'm hoping we, we're going to move that shit up. Uh, so, yeah, I really like this house. I had a front porch. I could picture me and Raul living very comfortably here, and, you know, I'd be able to walk to... Um, I'd literally be able to walk to the plant that I'm working at. Uh, I'd be able to walk to Irvington. 
uh, I would be able to literally walk, even to Fountain Square, I'd be able to walk to Fountain Square and go to a concert at the Hi-Fi. Um, you know, we're, we're only like, I think we're like five miles, four or five miles, yeah, five miles from downtown. I mean, it's a really good location. Uh, so I am looking forward to this house and it actually looks like it's happening. I'm actually going to have my own house that the payment um, is a little higher than I want because of the interest rate. And that's the only reason I think I they agreed to sell me this house for the price they did is because the interest rates are so high because of our uh, uh, Fed chair, Jerome Powell. He keeps raising the interest rates. So the interest rate's over 7% now. So I have 7%. And I, I looked on there. My house payment, it... If, if let, let, let's say the interest rate drops from 7 to 6%, that'll save me like $100 every month if it does that. So, like, let's say it goes down to, like, let's say it gets back down to, like, 4%. That's going to save me over $300 if it does that. So, the payment will eventually, when I refinance a couple of years from now, when the interest rates go down again, hopefully... Uh, this drum pal is kind of an idiot, so maybe maybe he'll let him go down. Uh, I, I'll be paying much. I'll be paying less. Like, cause I looked around, and I like the cheapest. Uh, I was looking at apartments, and like the cheapest apartment that allowed pets was like seven hundred something, and I'm only paying like a little bit more than that for this house a month. So I'm like, well, shit, I'm going to be building equity into something I own. And I'm going to be paying just a little bit more than the cheapest apartment that I could find. So I'm like, when I started thinking about it like that, I was like, fuck, yeah, this is this is the way, you know, and Peanut's going to be able to run out in the yard. We got a fenced-in backyard. Uh, it's just going to be a really good situation for me. I can't believe that. I'm finally getting my own place. I'm finally getting my own house. I'm finally moving to a big city. I'm finally going to be able to live a role who hopefully will move in with me. Um, it's like I'm getting a whole new life. And I'm actually, it's like it, because it, it, I turned 40 last week. At the age of 40, I'm finally going to be living my life. Uh, it's like day one starting my life. I'm out of. I'm out of my grandfather's house. I'm no longer driving an hour and a half into work anymore. I'm no longer, you know, living over the road. I'm no longer doing all these really tough jobs. It's just going to be um, a good old-fashioned eight-hour shift uh, with maybe some occasional overtime. But, uh, well, I'm actually probably going to do a day of overtime every week. So, um I'm going to try to make some big money while I'm up there because they're telling me that most of their new people that come in are are working like, if they want to, if they put themselves on the overtime list, that they can work like six days a week. So that's probably what I'm going to end up doing because um, I need to raise money to actually buy my furniture and everything like that. Um, so, yeah, I'm actually doing this i'm actually doing this i'm pulling you know i'm uh pulling the trigger i'm moving to metropolis in indianapolis indiana so the first day i was like 
I don't know about this place. You know, it's, it's kind of ragged, it's rusty, it's old, it's rough. But, you know, one thing I noticed about Indianapolis is that everywhere we went, me and Burt's Chili, people were, like, really talkative and really, really nice. So, like, there's no strangers in Indianapolis. Like, even the homeless are nice. Like, you go, like, every single place, like, if, if you were at the liquor store, if you were at the restaurant, if you were at the hotel, if you're even on the street, you just have people that, like, talk to you. They just run up and talk to you. And uh, even the homeless people, like, they'll come up and they'll be like, uh, hey, man, can I get some change? And I'm like, just just don't. And they're like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I'll leave you alone. Goodbye. And, you know, like, literally, that's how they are. You know, homeless are different all over the country. Um, and in Indianapolis, they're kind of sleepy and they give up real quick. <coughs> you go to Nashville, they'll chase you around Broadway. You go to... Um, uh, you go to, uh, well, somebody's driving by me. Uh, you, you go to New Orleans, they'll fucking shiv you. Shiv you. Uh, you go to um, Atlanta, they're actually very helpful in Atlanta. The homeless, if you go to Atlanta, the homeless are gods. They're like old, wizened druids that know how to get shit done. So don't don't run from the homeless in Atlanta. They, they actually are very, very helpful in Atlanta. Uh, I, I, that's just how they make their, it's kind of like their trade craft, you know, they're, they're on the streets, whatever you need, if you need directions, if you need to know where the free parking is, if you need to know how to get somewhere, if you need to uh, get some drugs, if you need to get some, uh, some illegal substances or maybe, uh, a child bride, uh, you just ask the homeless and they will find you whatever you need in Atlanta. They're very wonderful. And I, I, it took me a while to learn this going to Atlanta. You know, uh, me and my mom had went there like five years ago. And uh, this one guy was like, hey, free parking back here. And we're like, oh, okay. So we ended up buying him some food and giving him some money. And um, then uh, another day, you know, uh, me and Bert are in downtown Atlanta. And this homeless guy that was actually from Montgomery and he was talking our heads off. And uh, he was like, you know, what do you need, man? I, I can... I can you hooked up or anything you know and i'm like well well uh i like you you're a nice person but uh i don't need anything don't tempt me don't tempt me i don't need no drugs i, I i'm the type of person i want to do drugs but i can't do drugs because of my job so don't tempt me with the drugs um so having said that homeless in indianapolis they're they're beaten down. They're they're they give up easily. They're very depressed, and a lot of people seem kind of depressed there. A lot of drunks, um, a lot of drinking. As I said, there's a liquor liquor store on every corner. I actually got excited because uh, where my new house is going to be, I'd seen on Google Maps. I was like, hey. There's a liquor barn going to be near my house. You know, and I was thinking of the liquor barn, like, you know, they have one in uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky, and it's like, it's like an Aldi or like a Kroger of liquor and beer, and you can just go in there and you have everything you can think of. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely wonderful. The people are friendly. And it's like, no, this wasn't the same liquor barn brand. This was um, just some shitty rundown liquor store so i got excited for no reason um 
then eventually after we got the house settled, you know, and I was stressing out. I was stressing out this whole trip because I was like, am I going to have the money to put up front? Am I going to have, um, am I going to have the money to put up front? Am I going to have the money to put down? All this stuff. You know, am I going to be able to pull this off and get into a house? And even if I pull it off, I'm there's going to be two weeks where I'm like going to be up there uh, without, um, without a place to live because we don't close on it quick enough. And I'm hoping... If I get the check this week, we can move up the closing date so I can have a place to stay. So anyway, we finally, after we get all that done, we're like, okay, let's go get some Indian food. We went and ate at Shalimar Indian. Uh, food was good. Had the chicken chili and all that. And um, Bert had um, Vindaloo, something like that. And, you know, they had the good garlic, non, you know, traditional Indian fare. Um but they didn't have the the chutney and the, you know the little dipping sauces. They didn't have that. That was very disappointing. That disappointed Victoria. And uh, I will be trying a different Indian restaurant next time because I got to have that chutney there, all right? Uh, with the little cracker things that they have. So um, that's something we got to work on. Uh, Shalimar, uh, you're gonna have to offer chutney if I'm coming in there. I hear they have a buffet. I might retry it. Uh, if they uh, have a buffet. Uh, went around Broad Ripple. Broad Ripple's like this hipster district. Uh, lots of bars and music venues, things like that. There's like a little river running through there. I couldn't afford to live in this neighborhood, but they do have a lot of interesting stuff. They had a craft beer store. You know, went around. They're doing lots of construction, so we didn't really get to explore it as much as we'd like. Like, the street was shut down for some stupid reason, so... Hopefully, I'll be able to go back there and actually explore that more in the future. Uh, they do have a, a music venue called The Vogue that I would love to see a show at. But lots of young, hip people, uh, college students, things like that. People with money. Uh, I don't know why I call them young, hip people. They're people with money who can afford nice clothes and nice houses and to go to shows. And they don't work. They wake up in the morning and they're like... What do I want to do today? Oh, I don't work because I have money. I guess I'll, um, I guess I'll just, I don't know, go sit at a coffee shop and write. Get on my laptop and write, not like I'm working. That's how I picture these people's lives. So, yeah, Broad Ripples was super nice. Um, and as I said, nice, wonderfully nice people everywhere you go. There's just wonderfully nice people that are just talkative and there's no strangers everywhere you go there's no strangers um bought some sun king beer and tried it um sun king beer is like it's all right it's not that great you know uh there's there's really good breweries in like huntsville and up here i hadn't tried all their brewers the only one i was able to try is a Sun King, and it was alright. I'd drink it again, but I wouldn't pay extra money and go out of my way. The one thing I was impressed by, I went uh, and bought some Ham's beer, which I think is from Minnesota, and you can get like a 30-pack for 15 bucks, and it's alright. It's kind of like PBR only, uh, I think it's from Wisconsin, either Wisconsin or Minnesota. I, I think it's Minnesota, actually. Uh, and I'll probably that's probably going to be my main drink while I'm up there. If it's that cheap to buy that many beers, I'm like, yep, gonna, this, this is this is my beer choice because I'm assuming I'm gonna be poor as shit when I move up here. Uh, 
Um, that, and that's another great thing about this city. Cost of living's about, you know, gas is about the same as uh, Alabama. Houses are much cheaper than even Alabama. Um, looks like it's going to be cost of living wise, the city's going to be really good for me. Um, so we, we went over to Irvington and I didn't get to do the things I wanted to do in Irvington. Uh, but Irvington was really nice. Like a lot of old houses, they're fixed up. They've got good landscaping. You know, uh, you go through and there's like weird, like the whole, you know, the whole neighborhood's named after Washington Irving and it's kind of like macabre theme. So you'll, you'll go to like some houses and there'll be like weird, like mannequins or shit set up in the yard, just creepy shit. And then, you know, there's trans flags everywhere. And I guess the trans flags have taken over like the gay flag, you know, like, you know, like it used to be just a rainbow flag. Now it's like the, the trans flag. And, uh, Bert had to tell me, he's like, Bert, the straight guy had to tell me like, no, that's the, that's the, that's the rainbow flag. Now that's the gay pride flag now. And I'm like, no, no, no. That's the trans gay, gay pride flag. That's the trans pride flag. Like, are, are we completely getting rid of the rainbow flag, which I think covered trans, but I'm like, why, why argue? Why argue? Why fight over this? Just let them have their fucking flag. I guess we're just going to let the trans flag take over for the rainbow flag. I don't know. Fuck it. Why fight? Life is too short to fight. Just let them have their fucking flag. And let it take over. Let them take over the whole gay community. Why not? Being passive aggressive, I guess. <laughs> but I don't care. I give up. But this neighborhood was weird because you go into Irvington and it's like a bunch of tra trans flags everywhere. You can tell it's a very liberal neighborhood. And it's like, it's right. I'm talking about, I'm like, this is right down the street from my house. Because like Irvington's super nice and fixed up. And then like my neighborhood's like run down and shitty. But my house has been flipped. So at least my house will be nice. And then like there'll be signs like directly across the street from like gay pride flags and maybe even maybe even like satanic flags they'll have the, like the church of uh, uh church of satan or whatever it is flags uh satanic temple flags uh and then right across the street abortion is murder and i'm like can i not escape this can i not escape this i'm literally in a, a, a super liberal gay neighborhood and there's an abortion is fucking murder sign in the yard I'm like, I guess no matter where you go, you can't escape these people who just really love dead babies. They really love, like, cells that haven't even turned into anything yet. They love that. That's what they love. They don't want any, any, like, cells developing in, or they want cells to develop into a baby. And I'm like, you know, is my sperm... Is my sperm a baby? Are you going to start coming after men? That's where we draw the line. All right. So there's lots of weird shops in Irvington. There's lots of weird bars. There's this horror movie themed brewery called Scarlet Lane Brewing. There's this, uh, oh God, I forgot the name of it. There's this weird shop called Weird Macabre Bird or something. I, I don't know. There's just lots of stuff. There's Irving Theater, which is going to have Soft Machine in October, which I'm planning on going to see. Um, there's just a lot of cool shit in this neighborhood. And I can't believe that I'm, I'm going to be able to hop on my bike and go down and hang out in this neighborhood. And they have the, the, 
biggest and longest running Halloween festival in the country, the Irvington Halloween Festival. And um, it's really funny because we went over there and uh, I'm looking around town. I find out I was like, H.H. Holmes killed a kid in this neighborhood of Irvington. So it even has like a serial killer link to it. And I'm like, that is so cool. And so I went to the house where uh, H.H. Holmes killed this kid because H.H. Holmes would kill people and like claim the insurance and just do a lot of crazy shit like that. And so I went to this house and I'm like, what a lovely home. H.H. Holmes had good taste. So he rented this home and killed killed a young boy in it. And it like it's this old kind of Victorianish looking house. It has like a gothic picket fence in the front. It has just tons and tons of hydrangeas out in the yard. And I'm like, you know, I'm ripping this off. I'm gonna put a gothic style picket fence. I'm gonna plant a bunch of hydrangeas, and I'm just completely ripping off the look of this house when I move into mine. I'm gonna try to make it look like the H. H. Holmes murder house in Irvington. Because uh, it is a really pretty house, and uh, probably didn't look like that when he stayed there. But still, I was inspired by this murder house uh, to get a picket fence in my front yard because it is just adorable and cute. And my theory on it is, even though my neighborhood's run down and shitty, if I fix up my house, maybe other millennials, geriatric millennials like myself, will move into the neighborhood and. Um, fix things up and gentrify it and even the realtor's like hey this is getting gentrified like the, that's like a code word now it's like hey i know people don't like this word but uh <laughs> gentrification we're gonna gentrify this fucking neighborhood your property value is gonna go way up gotta get in now you know and i'm like fuck yeah gentrification you know because i'm the victim of gentrification uh even though i'm a white man So let's make sure that that cut off. Okay. So, you know, I'm kind of a victim of gentrification because I can't afford to live in Huntsville. So I'm having to move to another city that I can't afford to live in. And I'm hoping that my neighborhood will get gentrified and I will, this $100,000 house will eventually become a five hundred thousand dollar house maybe even a million dollar house who knows if i'm lucky um so hopefully that'll happen and hopefully this city will because you know i look at the statistics i'm like you know indianapolis is actually growing it's just slow growth and the area itself is growing it's kind of weird like the state of indiana is shrinking like people are leaving the state of indiana but then like the city of indianapolis is growing and the greater area of Indianapolis is growing because all these people from Chicago and Illinois are moving to Indiana for cheaper taxes and, you know, better cost of living. And people from Ohio are moving there. And even the governor is, even the governor of Indiana is like, you know what? We don't need a state income tax. Why do we need a state income tax? Let's just get rid of it. And ever once that happens, once that happens, people are really going to pour in. Once they get rid of the state income tax, I think people... It's just like Tennessee. Tennessee did that, and Tennessee's like on fire right now. All the rich people are like, fuck yeah, let's go to Nashville. Let's move to all these cities. And property values went crazy. 
and I'm hoping that's what's going to happen uh, here. Um, so Irvington is really cool, and I, I can't believe that I'm going to be able to go to a concert that's like a mile and a half down the street. And like even Fountain Square is like three miles. I'm, I'm literally going to be able to ride my bike to concerts because the whole city's flat. It has sidewalks, and I'm going to be able to just ride my bike around and just really enjoy the town. Uh, Helmet is going to be at uh, the Hi-Fi in Fountain Square, and uh, I plan on uh, going to that. Uh, and I didn't get to go to Fountain Square, uh, but I'm hoping to like hit it up next time. I'm up there. Um, you know, we went to a lot of cool neighborhoods. We we tried to eat at a a place called um, the Aristocrat Pub, which was in a really cool neighborhood, nice neighborhood, but it was closed down because it was a Tuesday. So uh, I'm trying to think of where all we went and what all we did. And um, let's see. That way, I can tell you everything we did. So we. While we were waiting on the realtor to do the paperwork, we went downtown. Downtown is like this big, huge town. I mean, and you feel like you're in like New York or something when you're downtown. But it's mostly like empty and kind of sleepy. Of course, it was like a Tuesday when we were there, but they have a giant mall downtown. We walk in, me and Bert walk in to the, the mall. There's like a drug dealer sitting. He's like, hey, man, what do you need? And I'm like, uh need to get laid that's what I it's like oh no i meant drugs man i'm like yeah but you know you, you're not you wouldn't you know swing some swing some d my way you know you know you don't do nothing like that um well anyway he didn't like that so he left uh so even the drug dealers give up quick they realize that like oh these are crazy people from the south and they, they just fucking ran off from us uh, I mean, even the drug dealers are kind of weak up here in Indianapolis. So, you, you know, you're supposed to be afraid of... There's supposed to be some intimidation when it comes to drug dealers. And, uh, you know, and he's like, hey, man, what, what do you need, man? You know, we're like, nah, we don't need nothing. He's like, oh, okay. Have a good day, man. If you need anything, come, you know, hit, hit me back up. And we're like, D stop talking to us. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'll leave. And he left. So, um... We, uh, you know, went into this empty mall, met some drug dealers, walked around the mall. Nothing was open. Of course, we were there in the morning. It did have a um, movie theater, which um, is going to be a couple of blocks from my work. So uh, I'm probably going to end up uh, going to this movie theater quite a bit when I'm off work. Um, it's just an odd place. We went to the city market. Not much going on in the city market. Ate some ice cream. Um, just people hanging around. Went, even went to like the bus station. Went in the bus. That was kind of depressing. Just a bunch of like people down on their luck. You know, the only reason I went to the bus station is I was trying to get up to the train station because I wanted to see the train come by, but they had it blocked off where you couldn't go to the second level. So I was like, oh, I guess I'll come back whenever. And so, you know, we walked around. There's like. A lot of different places there, a lot of different restaurants and things. We went in the Slippery Noodle, which is the oldest bar in Indianapolis. Um, it was, uh, you know, it's a good place to go have a drink. It's a good, interesting little bar to have a drink, but um, I wouldn't really 
the food sucked. The food sucked. We had some nachos, so I wouldn't really suggest the slippery noodle for food. Just go in and have a drink, just to say you've been there. You know, uh, John Dillinger. Um, John Dillinger apparently hung out there. We actually seen John Dillinger's grave while we went up there. We went to, um, I forget what it's called. We went to a big uh, cemetery. We went to a big cemetery while we were up there. And uh, we seen John Dillinger's grave, which was really cool. People would leave like a cigarette and some dice and all this uh, stuff at his grave site. And, uh, oh God. Okay, I don't know why I'm, they're sending me paperwork right now uh, for the house. I need to get, might have to wrap this podcast up early so I can do the paperwork on the house. Well, anyway, uh, got to see John Dillinger's grave. They would, they, people would get on there and they would chip off like, they'd chip off like parts of his grave and take it away. They've had to replace his grave several times and uh, they left some dice, they left some cigarettes, which I thought was very interesting and really cool. Um, they, a ghost was in town uh, while we were there. Uh, I, I, did, I wasn't able to afford to go to concert because I had to put up so much upfront money that I, I was afraid to buy tickets to the concert. So we ended up actually riding around the, the TCU amphitheater and listening. And you could hear it just as good outside. And we actually drove across the White River and there's like this place where people just park on the side of the river and we just sat out there with all these crackheads that were like doing drugs and all this other stuff and just listened to a ghost play which was uh, really cool and i'm like you know i'm gonna hang out this is gonna be my place i'm gonna go down here and hang out with these crackheads when i moved to indianapolis um perfect opportunity to become a serial killer while i'm while i'm up here um so um Let's see. Um, uh, oh, yeah. One great thing about being up there is because there's such heavy drinkers, there's like liberalized liquor laws. So you can buy your liquor at Walmart. You can go in Walmart and buy your liquor, which is like the greatest thing ever. You know, in Alabama, they will not allow that. The state controls all liquor sales in Alabama. So you have to go into like, you know, an actual liquor store, which has to be separate from the beer for some reason. It's just so stupid and ridiculous and annoying um i didn't get the chance to go into a mayor or a menards a meyer is like a really fancy nice walmart midwestern walmart and then a menards is like a really fancy huge it's like a lowe's and a home depot and a walmart all in one and it's like really huge and some of them have multiple levels so um maybe one day i'll get to try that maybe next time one thing we noticed because it's such a poor city, there's lots of thrift stores. There's, there's lots of like antique stores. There's lots of, and that's where I'm going to be buying most of my furniture because I'm not going to be able to afford anything. Um, so there's lots of positives, even though it's kind of, a lot of the city's kind of depressing. The city is kind of like an industrial park and freight hub posing as a city. Indianapolis is an industrial park and a freight hub posing as a city. So, um, like when you get there, 
the only reason this place exists is because truckers, uh, uh, air freight, uh, like FedEx, FedEx has a huge hub of air freight that comes through. And I think it's like a third of the country's freight by air comes through Indianapolis. And then also all the truckers, like everywhere you go, there's like, like, uh, big, huge industrial buildings where truckers are picking up shit and it's just, uh, just an unusual city. And I'm hoping, you know, I guess, it, I guess it'll be a good city to be a trucker in. That's all I can say about that. Uh, the mortgage guy who is, uh, actually messaging me right now. So I need to, uh, uh, get back with him because it looks like they need me to sign something. Um, let me pull this back up. So, the mortgage guy and the hipster guy, who's like a hipster guy, and um, he's like, and he's got a cool name. Um, he's like, well, oh, you know, we we need to we need to look on the outside, you know, on the edges of the city, all the new development. We need to get you into something. You know, you don't want to live in the ghetto. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, sir. Excuse, I belong in the ghetto. I belong there. I am the ghetto. I'm going to be in the ghetto, teased up hair, driving my Mitsubishi Mirage, smoking my Victoria Slim with my long ass fucking five inch nails. I'm going to look pretty. I'm going to look good. Uh, I belong there. And I don't look down on the ghetto like, like a lot of people do. That, that, that ghetto might be a nice neighborhood one day. Look at Atlanta. You know, 10, 15 years ago, you could buy houses for like twenty grand in Atlanta, and now that twenty grand house is like five hundred thousand dollars because it was gentrified. So maybe the ghetto turns into a nice neighborhood eventually. You know, it's just like New York. People used to think of Brooklyn like shit. Now Brooklyn's the hip place to fucking live. So don't look down on neighborhoods. Move to them. Be a community member. Fix them up. Fix up your house. Try to make your life better. Because sometimes you got just to be honest with you. You can't live your life as with the idea of the way you want your life to be. You know, it's a ball you have to roll, right? So, like, you know, right now I can only afford the ghetto. So I'm going to buy a house and build equity in my house in the ghetto and fix up my house in the ghetto and try to, you know, be a good neighbor. And then maybe one day... I can buy that new house out in the burbs. Of course, I don't even really want to live in the burbs. I'd move further into the city, if anything. Uh, and if I ever move again, it's probably going to be to an even bigger city because I like things. I like being able to drive a couple miles, go to a concert, drive a couple miles, go to a comedy club, drive a couple miles, go to the airport or the Amtrak or, you know, have access to things, good restaurants, things to do without having, you know, currently where I live, I have to drive my you know, two or three hours just to go to a fucking concert. So, it's just nice being in a city. So, if anything, I'll move to... If I ever move again, probably to Chicago. Even though I've never even been there, I'm like, it's a big city, it's got a lot of shit. I'll be able to just take the subway wherever I want to go. Fuck. Why not? So, okay. Um, restaurant reviews. And we'll try to wrap this up real quick because uh, I've got so many people emailing me. I just wanted to get a podcast out. And this is actually the podcast for... Even though I'm doing it this week, it's the podcast for last week. I'm going to um, send y'all, uh, or excuse me, I'm going to do another podcast for the end of the week, one that where I can stop talking so much about what's going on in my life and talk more about 
politics and news and make some funny jokes and actually do a funny podcast for once. Because uh, that, that was the point in the podcast to begin with, is that I was wanting to talk about the news, talk about my life, make it funny. But I've been so busy that I haven't even really been able to focus on jokes. You know, I used to do the fake ads and stuff like that. And I want to get back to doing stuff like that. So, restaurant reviews. Napolis Pizza. Tried the ziti, tried the pizza, tried the cheesecake. I approve. I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. Good pizza. Good New York style pizza. Slippery Noodle. Slippery Noodle Inn. Go down. It's an old bar. It's historical. you got to say you've been there. That's the only reason to go. Get you a beer. Don't try their food. Just get a couple of beers just to say you've been there. Maybe look around and be like, oh, yeah. John Dillinger hung out here. Okay, cool. Um, I'd, I'd give that bar like a 5 out of 10. Uh, Shalimar Indian. I'm going to have to give Shalimar Indian... I don't know whether a six or seven. Should I give it a seven? I'm going to give it a seven. I would give it an eight or a nine if it had the fucking chutney dipping sauces. So Shalimar Indian. Uh, we went to the Golden Coffee Pancake House. I'm going to give that... I'm going to give that... I'm going to say I'm going to give that a... A 9 out of 10. I'm going to give the Golden Coffee Pancake House a 9 out of 10, Indy. Um, good food. Great food. Lots of stuff on the menu. Friendly service. Uh, wasn't even busy when I went in there. But I just I had a craving for pancakes. Went in there. Got bacon. Got sausage links. Uh, had all kinds of stuff that I love to have. I had corned beef hash. Anything you can think of it has, has a skillets. Uh, great food. Hot, came out hot. Great service. I'm going to give it a, what did I say? Did I say a 9 out of 10 or an 8 out of 10? Well, anyway, it was good. It was close to a 10, all right? I'm going to say, I'm going to reserve the, the 10 for something, you know, super special. Okay, advice of the week, and then we're going to wrap this up. Um, advice of the week is do not let people hold you back, all right? I've had a lot of people going, you're moving to Indianapolis? It's cold up there. You don't know anybody up there. It's a rough city. And it's like, well, yeah. But I'm. it's a trade-off. Like, yeah, there's more, more crime up there, probably, than where I live. Uh, yeah, there's colder weather during the winter. Well, it was actually in the fucking 90s when I was up there last week. But it gets cold in the winter. But I'm like, I'm going to be making more money... I'm going to be able to afford a house. I'm going to be able to go to concerts and do all the things I want to do. I'm going to be able to live with rule happily ever after. There's a, there's way more pros than there are cons, and that's why I'm doing it. So I'm blocking out the negativity. I'm blocking out the people like, I can't believe you're actually making a change in your life. It's like, well, where, where do you fucking live? You live in Sheffield, Alabama. You can't judge me, motherfucker. It's like you're living in your fucking parents' house in Tuscumbia, Alabama. You can't judge me, motherfucker. I'm moving to the city. I'm moving up in the world. I'm moving to a place that not only where I will get paid more, I will have more opportunity to become a supervisor and move up in the company. 
it's a better it's a better place for me uh, and and that's what you got to do in life and that's my advice of the week sometimes you've got to pull up your roots sell all your shit and move to a whole nother city to try to make it better make your life better you've got to sometimes do these things a lot of people don't want to make that jump a lot of people want to just stay put and be safe don't be safe make that move make that change in your life don't you don't want to be in your 60s 70s 80s going what could have been because you know life is passing you by i turned 40 last week and i'm just like i'm midlife now i'm midlife and i only want to do the things that i want to do from here on out and that's my advice to you you've got to live your life do the things you want to do and at least be working towards bettering yourself in your life all right have a good week i love you all